0: Bismillah ar rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalatu Wassalamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Amma ba'd Alhamdulillah, we've completed the 27th Juz of the Qur'an Kareem Which comprises of five surahs and a little bit more We began with the completion of surah Al-Zariyat and towards the end of Surah Al-Dhariyat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us of the purpose of our lives and the purpose of our creation and what mission we have in this world. The foremost duty that we have is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, wa ma illa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we have not created man and jinn except that they worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala إِلَّا liyabuduni. except that they worship me and the Mufassirun explained that إِلَّا liyarifuni. except that they recognize me so we recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as our maker our nourisher our cherisher our sustainer and we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as His as is right so this is the main reason for our creation and our, our purpose on earth May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that understanding and that reality. Then, Surah at tur Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins the surah taking some oaths. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, amongst the oaths that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wal baytul ma'mur. And this refers to the populated house. Al baytul ma'mur, the populated house. And what does this refer to? This refers to what is in the heavens. Al Baytul Ma'mur is the Kaaba that is placed in the heavens. The Kaaba on earth and directly above that in the heavens is what is known as Al Baytul Ma'mur, around which 70,000 angels at a time come and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They make tawaf around that Baytul Ma'mur, after which they depart and another 70,000 come and do the same. And there is never a time that an angel who is deputed for this purpose of making tawaf around the Baytul Ma'mur, there is never a time that he repeats a tawaf. So every time there is a new 70,000 angels that come and make tawaf of the Baytul Ma'mur and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this manner. It is mentioned in the ahadith that when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Wasallam ascended to the heavens in the Mi'raj, then he met Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu was who was leaning against the Baytul Ma'mur. And he is the one who built the Kaaba on earth. So, who better and what more befitting uh, uh, um, reward is there for him that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it such that he is stationed there at the Baytul Ma'mur as well? Then, after all these oaths that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes, what is the reason for taking these oaths Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that verily and surely the punishment of your Rabb is surely to fall it is surely to take place the punishment of your Rabb is surely to seize some it is, it is surely to come and it is, is something that is a reality there is no one who may avert that there is no one who is able to avert that Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab, it is mentioned regarding him that when he recited this verse, then he he sighed and then he fell unconscious. Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab, everybody knows him for his strength and his bravery. But a great Sahabi like this of strength, when he recited this verse of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, There is no one who will avert that punishment when it comes. He fell unconscious and he remained ill for approximately 20 days and people came to visit him and nobody was aware of exactly why he was unconscious and why he became so ill. It was that they were affected by the Qur'an Kareem. So this is what we need to do. We need to recite the Qur'an Kareem and make an effort to understand the message of the Qur'an as far as possible. And we will speak about this a little later again. Sayyiduna Jumair ibn Mut'im, anhu, reports that when he came to Madinatul Munawwara once to make some deal regarding prisoners of war. And he was not a Muslim at this time. And when he came to Madinatul Munawwara and he came to the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam from outside, he heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam reciting these very verses. a'zab Rabbika la ma lahu min da'fi." The a'zab of your Rabb is to fall and there is no one who will avert it. And on hearing these words, he said it's, it's sent a shiver in his body and immediately he accepted Islam so the power of the Quran Kareem we should never underestimate the power of the Quran Kareem may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who are affected by the words of the Quran Kareem and they incre- in increases us in our iman as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions elsewhere in the Quran that the, the, real, the true believers are those when they listen to the Quran Kareem then it increases them in their iman Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes reference also regarding the believers That those fortunate souls who enter into Jannah But at times it is because of their disobedient children That their children do not enter Jannah with them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we will enter those children into Jannah with their parents. And the hadith mentions that a parent who enters Jannah to please him or her, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enters their children with them into Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst all those who will enter Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the beginning of Surah Al-Qamar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says The time has come close Meaning the time of Qiyamah The hour And what is meant by the hour the, the day of Qiyamah The day of Qiyamah is very close Rasulullah is reported to have said in the, in the hadith that ana And he put his two fingers together And he said That I have been sent And myself and the hour, the day of Qiyamah, kahatain. I like these two fingers, meaning they are so close. Rasulullah explained once that the passage of time from the beginning of time until the day of Qiyamah, in the era of Rasulullah, if the entire time was to be compared to a day, then Rasulullah said that we are in the time between Asr and Maghrib. Before the day of Qiyamah. If the entire time from, from Nabi Adam until the end of time, the day of Qiyamah has to be compared to a day. Nabi SAW said in his era already that it is as though we are in the, in the time between Asr and Maghrib. Meaning very close to the end of time. So this is what we need to be cognizant of that the day of Qiyamah is something that is very close. It is not something that is far-fetched. and which May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this reality as well. We also recited Surah Al-Najm. In Surah Al-Najm, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the Mi'raj. ثُمَّ Rasulullah was taken up to the heavens. And this was not a dream or a vision of some type. However, it was a physical travel of Rasulullah from Masjid Al-Haram to Masjid Al-Aqsa and then from there upwards the ascension to the heaven, Al-Mi'raj. So this was a physical journey of Rasulullah sallallahu not as some paint it to be a vision or a dream but it was a real uh, uh, something that occurred physically and the greatest lesson that we learn and the greatest boon and bounty that has come from the episode of Mi'raj is that of salah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gifted Rasulullah sallallahu and his ummah the great gift of salah we really need to ponder over this And alhamdulillah, we see how our masjid is full in the month of Ramadan. We need to continue with this and be cognizant of our salawat throughout our lives. Rasulullah ﷺ said, The first thing that a servant will be reckoned for on the day of Qiyamah will be his salah, The first thing. And Nabi ﷺ said, If his salah is in order, and everything is then everything else will be in order. Salu Hadsa Wa in and if his salah is not in order, it is haphazard. He has missed some year and he's, he's leaving out the salah and he's reading it out of its time, then all the rest of his actions will be the same. They will be haphazard and they will not be in order. Rasulullah also said, As imadu din. that salah is a pillar of deen. Fa'man aqamahha, faqad akama ad whoever upholds and establishes the salah, then he has upheld and established the deen. So the salah is an integral part of our deen, and this is what we should learn. The greatest lesson from Mi'raj and the greatest gift that has come to this Ummah via, via Mi'raj is that of the Salah. Little later in the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, wa ma anil hawa, in huwa illa wahyu referring to Rasulullah sallallahu Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says he does not speak of his own whims and fancies he does not speak from his own on his own accord in huwa illa wahyu yuha everything that he says Nabi rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa sallam everything that he says is wahi from Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala so we understand from here the importance of the teachings ahadith and the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Wasallam, that one is unable to practice on the quran without ...looking at the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ummul mu'minin, Sayyidatuna Ummul mu'minin, Aisha radiallahu anha. What did she say regarding Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's character and his life? She said, Quran, That his character was the Qur'an. Meaning it was an embodiment of all of the teachings in the Qur'an. So if we want to learn how to practice the Qur'an... ...then we need the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam... ...the Sirah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the sunnah practices of nabi sallallahu that is how we will practice on the quran so everything that nabi sallallahu did and said in illa yuha it was wahi and it was revelation from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he did nothing of his own accord thereafter in suratul qamar allah subhanahu wa ta'ala questions and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes a statement and says وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ لِلْذِكْرِ فَهَلْ We have made the Qur'an easy. We have made the Qur'an easy for you to understand. فَهَلْ So is there anyone who will seek advice from the Qur'an? Is there anyone who will take heed from the Qur'an? So from here we learn. And this, this verse is repeated four times in the Surah. We have made the Qur'an very easy to remember. Is there anyone who will remember this Qur'an? So there are two meanings. One is that it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the Qur'an easy to memorize. Hence, we find there are millions of people, maybe billions from the beginning of uh, uh, the era of Rasulullah sallallahu and until now, who have memorized the Qur'an little children are able to memorize the Qur'an in entirety from cover to cover every word of the Qur'an every letter of the Qur'an so this is a miracle of the Qur'an and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that we made it easy for you to remember is there anyone who will take heed and who will take uh, note of the warnings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are sounded in the Quran Kareem that is the other meaning is there anyone we have made it easy for you to understand so one meaning is we have made it easy for you, for you to learn and memorize and the other is that we have made it easy for you to understand so what we, we learn from here is that we all should be pondering over the meaning of the Quran and taking heed of whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the message of the Quran what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to know just as we recited Surah Al-Rahman, it has to affect us where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is painting the picture of the day of Qiyamah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about Jannah and Jahannam. And these favours that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-Rahman. And time after time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That which of the favours of your Lord will you deny, of your Rabb will you deny, which of his favours will you deny? And we have to learn and read those favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to appreciate them. So if we know the meaning of the ayah, but we do not know of the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is a travesty. We need to take out some time to understand the Qur'an. We have made the Qur'an easy. Is there anyone who will take heed and who will take lesson from the Qur'an? So it is our duty as Muslims to Learn and try and make an effort to understand the meaning of the Quran. This does not mean, this does not mean that now we go into, delve into istimbat and taking out masail and rulings from the Quran and doing ijtihad and applying our minds and our logic and trying to take out rulings from the Quran on how we should lead our lives, etc. But the basic guidance that is contained in the Quran and the reminders that are in the Qur'an this is what is being referred to here that we need to ponder over the words of the Qur'an may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that reality and make it easy for us towards the end in surah al-hadith and this will end on this inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that has the time not come for the believing people... Has the time not come for the believing people? That they humble their hearts... For the dhikr and the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... And for that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed in truth... The truth which, has, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed... So has the time not come? And this verse was revealed... At a time... ...in Madinatul Munawwarah, ...when some ease came upon the Muslims... ...they were not under duress and pressure... ...from the disbelieving people anymore... ...they were living more comfortable lives... ...and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... ...then revealed this verse... ...Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas... Radiallahu anhu reports... ...that this verse was revealed at that time... ...to conscientize the believers... ...that do not become lax... ...even though you have easy conditions... ...and this is for us as well... ...that we have very easy conditions... We do not have the conditions that the Muslims of Palestine or the Muslims of Kashmir or elsewhere in the world, the difficulties that they are experiencing, and the Muslims in the impoverished countries of the world where they do not have the kind of wealth that we have and the comforts that we have. We should not become lax because of this. So, this verse, we, must, we need to focus on this and internalize the meaning of it has the, the time not come for the believers that they humble their hearts for the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for that the truth which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed in the form of the Quran that we humble ourselves and we, we follow what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to do and we, we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the manner that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is meant to be worshipped this is what is required of us and we should not become less may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Grant us this understanding and this reality. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill our hearts with His love and with the love of His Qur'an and with the love of His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناءا عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك وتحن وترحم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين مولاي يصلي وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم انك عفو تحب العف فاعف عنا اللهم انك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم اللهم انك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم اللهم اجرنا من النار اللهم اعتق رقابنا ورقاب ابائنا وأمهاتنا من النار برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم اجعلنا من عتقاء شهر رمضان اللهم اجعلنا من عتقاء شهر رمضان اللهم اجعلنا من عتقاء شهر رمضان اللهم اللهم اعنا على الصيام والقيام وغض البصر وحفظ اللسان اللهم اعنا على الصيام والقيام وغض البصر وحفظ اللسان ربنا تقبل منا صيامنا وقيامنا وركوعنا وسجودنا وتلاوتنا واذكارنا وصالح اعمالنا جميعا يا رب العالمين وصل اللهم على النبي الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين امين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين